Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Hi, and welcome back to part two of Pet Wellness with Dr. Ihor Baskow. We had such a great conversation last week. He is a wealth of information, and I wanted to continue on. This is Tiffany Page of the Green with Tiffany podcast. And so I split it up so you could really take in all the information. And it was done as a slideshow. So I am going to put up the entire video slideshow when it's ready. But in the meantime, we're talking about deficiencies. We're talking about your aging pet, which is always a challenge. But he's got some great insight and, of course, healing. So let's just jump right back in with Dr. Baskow. So this is about recognizing the deficiencies that that you might find, and then you know how to treat that specific. Uh, yeah, I think everybody should have a diary, you know, um, for your dog, uh, especially if you, you're living alone and you have only one dog. But, you know, you can notice things by, oh, he's got gray hair now. Oh, he's losing his hearing. Oh, he's got weakness in his rear legs. You know, that means something. What am I going to do? Uh, antibiotics, pain medicine? No. Uh, acupuncture, massage, some Chinese herbs, something to like the stuff in red wine, by the way. Resveratrol. <laughs> Thinking resveratrol. You can get in a capsule and it improves blood flow circulation without drinking a glass or a bottle of wine to get uh, one capsule equals one bottle of wine. Um, I think people just chalk it up to, oh, well, they're just getting older, right? And so they feel like maybe it's out of their hands for anything to do, except for maybe something like an arthritis or, but you know, you know if they see a hearing loss, it's like, they're like, okay, oh, well, or we, you know, I actually didn't think you could necessarily do anything for hearing loss. Um, you can in the early stages. I was actually surprised myself that I worked in a human acupuncture clinic part-time for four years. And that was where I got another great master teacher. Um, he worked on me. He, he cured my allergies. He cured my craving for sugar. He did this really weird thing. He stuck a needle in my ear and he told me to leave it there. And so my sugar craving went away. And then instead, I had this craving for liver. I had to eat like liver every day or else, I don't know. I don't, That's don't, bizarro. Get <laughs> that needle out. You know? <laughs> but actually, liver was healthier. I hate liver now, but that was the most amazing thing um, that I learned from them. But working with him, I saw that how people age and what they talk about and what they feel. And unless you're going through the aging process yourself, you're kind of like apathetic, uh, to the whole thing you don't even want to face it uh really but um you notice things and there are things you can do about it if you go to the right doctor you know mm -hmm. the things that people can do and what i like to teach people in my workshops is how do you know things without having to go to that you know get a thermometer you know how many people don't know how to take their dog's temperature you know if the, if the temperature is 104 then you probably need to go to the emergency clinic and pay your $750, you know, or your dog's temperature is normal, uh, may not be that much of an emergency. Chinese medicine, you know, if you go to a doctor, Chinese doctor, a human doctor, they'll have, they'll look at your face 
and they'll tell you to stick out your tongue, kind of embarrassing things. And then they'll tell you all these things about you that are true. It's like, wow. So a cool, moist, smooth texture nose is a healthy dog. And then if you have a hot and dry nose, you either got fever. Okay. My dog's probably got fever. So it's hot and dry nose. I better take his temperature or you have something that's chronic inflammation, a kidney uh, deficiency, kidney problem, or liver problem, really bad arthritis. Warm and dry. Okay. You live in California. It's dry. It's going to be warm and dry. So animals and people need to drink more fluids in a dry climate. If the nose is cracked and dry, well, you have something more seriously going on that's probably chronic. And so this might not mean anything to a veterinarian that's not trained in Chinese medicine is a problem. But if they actually get acupuncture, they might be familiar with some of this stuff. This is another thing. I actually learned this from a human doctor who works on pain. And she does ice cold therapy and stretching and injecting uh, vitamins and maybe lidocaine into like really sore trigger points. But one of the things she said, and she's like, she was our president Kennedy's uh, personal doctor, but she was amazing. Dr. Janet Travell. And she said, this is a great thing at parties. You know, you could look at a person's face and then you look at which side is out of balance. Like there's going to be a long side and a short side. And then the short side is the side that that person or that animal is going to be weak. So you can look at a dog's face and no, it's limping on the right side because the right side of the face is smaller than the other side. I am never going to be able to look at a human face uh, the same again. Now, what have you done? Dr. B. (laughs) We had this, I went to this Chinese herb uh, course uh, for diagnosis, do pulse, do tongue and do face. So the first day there was like a hundred people in that class. The next day, because we're going to look at each other's faces and try to figure out what's wrong with the person, your partner, 50 people didn't show up. Half the class didn't show up because you can tell, oh, you had your uterus removed. Oh, you have bad digestion. Oh, you're eating crappy food. Oh, you have a kidney problem. It's amazing. It just kind of blew my mind. That is amazing. You go to a party and start looking at people's faces and then you're like, oh, too, too much intimacy there. And then the tongue, that's another weird thing. I go to my acupuncturist on Monday and she's going to do my pulses and stick out the tongue. And he says, oh, no, you didn't take my herbs. Oh, you're you're not drinking enough fluids. You know, you can tell a lot. So these are the areas of the tongue we kind of look at, like the heart, the lung area. And we look at what color is it? Is it pink? Is it like red? Is it purple? Is it like pale and purple? I mean, this all means something what's going on internal. And then you can say, oh, yeah. Looks like you got a liver problem. Maybe we should do that ultrasound and a blood test to check your liver. So you have some like evidence. Oh, instead of just doing a bunch of tests, spending a whole bunch of money and then hope, hoping you can find something out, you know. And that was the best part that you can do because Dr. B is in Hawaii. So uh, unfortunately, we all can't live in paradise, right, Dr. B? But uh, he does phone consultations. And so, you know, he can look at your dog's nose, your dog's tongue and, and get a guideline of what to be looking for and what could be the ailments and something that you can do over the yeah. phone. Totally. I ask people to send pictures of your dog's uh, tongue and pictures of his body. And, and like this dog, 
got a purple tongue. That's not normal. <laughs> if your dog has a purple tongue and he's acting fine, well, that's good, but you better start looking at what is going on that makes your dog's tongue purple. Mm-hmm. You know, blood stagnation, not enough exercise, poor circulation, not enough oxygen, you know, those kind of things. So it's kind of like uh, interesting and revealing. And so if you're more, uh, we call it Akamai in Hawaiian, you're more attentive and more tuned into your dog or cat, you'll notice small changes. Oh, why is the tip of my dog's tongue really red? And then he coughs once in a while, you know? Well, you probably better check the heart and the lungs. It shows up real easy. So aging pets, what can you do? You can decrease pain and chronic inflammation. Like I said, massage, hydrotherapy. I go to this river that's clean and cold. And when I am in pain and I have a day off, I go into the river and sit in cold water for 20 minutes. And then I have no pain all day long. Just simple thing like cold water immersion works. Now, not all dogs are going to like that. But after the first shock, like the first 30 seconds, they get used to it and they don't mind it as much. Um, Then you give them a treat afterwards. But cold water immersion is good. Some dogs do better with warm water, uh, depending, uh, usually arthritis, that's chronic. Uh, acupuncture, and then you have things like omega-3, fish oil, anti-inflammatory, CBD oil, anti-inflammatory, calming, turmeric, boswellia, frankincense, antioxidants. These are all healthy things, no side effects, no drugs that will help your dog if they're in pain and they have some chronic issue going on. Amazing. The other thing is like, know this, you know, what's missing. Okay. My dog doesn't eat vegetables. Okay. So what are you going to do? It needs antioxidants. So am I going to do a pill or am I going to make a green drink and just syringe some fresh vegetables into their mouth? You know, uh, my dog's got a heart problem. Oh, well, they put my dog on all these heart drugs. Don't they do any good? Well, they artificially stimulate things, but they don't regenerate anything. So you're artificially stimulating the heart to beat, right? But it's overworking. You, it doesn't have a chance to rest because you're giving them this drug that stimulates the heart contractions. So that's crazy. So you got to give them like at least coenzyme Q10 to help with uh, oxidative stress. And you got to give them something to regenerate new muscle like carnitine and taurine. So that's kind of like feedback you need to get from your veterinarian. I mean, so many of the times these are band-aids and just like for humans as well. So, and then they end up causing, they have side effects and then they cause a whole, another set of issues that you have to deal with. Yeah, that seems to be the way medicine is going, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But the good part, there are a lot of young, you know, veterinary medicine now is mostly women. Um, I don't know what happened because it was mostly men when I was there. But anyhow, so they're a little smarter, I think. <laughs> and um, they are, a lot of them are doing yoga, you know, they're doing their own health uh, trips. And so why not, you know, look, investigate health things for the dog? Sure. You know, so uh, I think medicinal mushrooms and antioxidants, just boil it down to two kinds of supplement for aging dogs or slow de- slowing down aging is your medicinal mushrooms. Mm-hmm. which um, I think uh, after doing so much research and I lecture on this, uh, gosh, this is like the best thing, but most dogs won't eat it in their food. So how can you make it palatable? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if any of you like cook 
with mushrooms and, and things like that. Uh, you should never eat mushrooms raw, for one, uh, no matter what kind, uh, just in general, because you cook out the toxins and you always use some kind of fat. You can use coconut oil. I like to use butter. Uh, you can use olive oil mixed with butter. And so if you take the powder, okay, you're going to mix this in food. You're going to melt some butter. You're going to melt the mushrooms in with the butter and then you mix it with the food, they don't mind it that way. Okay. If you take the powdered mushrooms and mix it in their food, they're going to walk away. So the mushrooms that I use through aging, reishi mushroom, the mushroom of immortality. If you want to live forever and you have a good pension plan, <laughs> you <laughs> definitely take reishi for one, you know, for everything, cancer, heart, immune system, brain, dementia. Uh, lion's mane, uh, shiitake mushroom is great for incontinence, urinary incontinence, liver problems, maitake, liver, cancer, and your cordyceps for cancer, liver, kidney, heart, immune system. I mean, the problem with veterinarians is they haven't taken biochemistry enough. They don't understand that one drug, one action, whereas one herb can have 200 compounds. It could have 20 different actions. So when you tell someone like reishi is good for your liver, it's good for your brain, it's good for your heart, it's good for your immune system, it's anti-cancer, it makes you live long, gives you energy, that doesn't register. If you're just passing out drugs, you don't, that doesn't register one compound, one function. So I was lucky to do biochemistry as, as one of my majors of for a while before I got into vet, vet school and lived with a biochemistry guy and uh, had a girlfriend into biochemistry. And the biochemistry of plants is really interesting. And that's kind of the hot thing in medicine now in the circles that are maybe a little smarter than just pushing drugs on people. You know, there are universities now that are doing research with mushrooms, even in this country. So important. What brought you to where you are with all the background that you have and all the all the credentials? I think, I think it was California. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mo moving from uh, Michigan and being like really scientifically oriented, interning with uh, regular clinics. Um, so and then you go home and then, okay, what am I going to do now? I can play my piano, my guitar, my accordion. Well, it gets boring. Okay, so let's take a night course. So actually, it was the night courses at UCLA that I took uh, Eastern philosophy, some yoga, and got into, oh, met this woman. She is getting acupuncture at UCLA because... They thought back in the 70s, 72, 73, that acupuncture was psychological. Oh, so my girlfriend, she became my girlfriend. She was addicted to opioids. Her doctor just gave her opioids because she had migraines. So she got cured of her migraines and her addiction with 10 acupuncture treatments. Wow. She told me, you know, they're looking for veterinarians. They want to do studies on animals to see if it's, you know, still psychological and, and it's just like people believe in it and it works so we did um 2500 uh, paralyzed mostly dogs and these were people's dogs we didn't like go paralyzed animals and on purpose and do it and so over a two-year time 74 1974 to 76 
one weekend a month, I would drive from the Bay Area down to LA, to UCLA, and participate in the um, teaching, the study, and then we do some acupuncture. And now it amazed me. We had like 86% improvement. We had 65% back to normal. And that was like amazing to me. And that's kind of what got me into this whole thing, those teachers. We had Chinese, we had Korean guys, and they said, you know, you think acupuncture is like really powerful? You should try Chinese herbs. They're 10 times more powerful than acupuncture. And that just stuck with me. And it's like, where am I going to learn Chinese herbs? They're like not even legal in California right now. So move to San Francisco, hang out there, take all the workshops in San Francisco. And I learned learning human acupuncture, learning human herbal medicine first that, wow, this can be a great thing for animals. So that's kind of what got me into it. So incredible. Uh, well, my friend actually texted me back while we're speaking and she has, a, it's a chihuahua pit, the one that lost its mobility. I don't know if that has anything to do with, you were asking what type of breed it was. Weak spine. Weak spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to need to put them on a joint collagen type of program with omega-3 fish oil and DHA uh, to improve spinal nerve function, spinal bone uh, vertebrae function. Um, Probably chihuahuas don't like water, neither do pits. Uh, So swimming is probably not there, but massaging would be a good thing. Yeah, I think she's doing that. Well, I'll let her know. Thank you. So that's how we got into the holistic side of the care because you by then you were already a veterinarian. So what yeah, made I'm you working, go? I'm doing the regular stuff. I'm working at um well, first I ran a I ran a 24-7 emergency clinic for three years with Ooh. 25 staff, five veterinarians, you know. And after that experience, now I was doing bone surgery, I was doing all kinds of surgery. Oh my goodness. You must've seen everything. Wow. Yeah. So I decided to quit. My girlfriend at that time was in psychology and I started taking psychology courses. I quit for six months and went camping with three dogs. So me and three dogs, six months, Northern California, Oregon, Washington, Canada, read books by James Harriet. I want to practice like this guy. You know, he's got friends for clients, so everybody knows everybody can talk, shoot the shit, whatever, yeah. you know, and I want a deeper relationship with the animals. So that's got, got me into, I came back and started doing house calls instead of going back to a clinic and to make some extra money of some vet needed. He's going on vacation, needed some help. Uh, I would cover his practice for a while, but that's kind of what got me into this whole thing is reading James Harriet as far as how to deal with dogs at home or and how to create an ambiance that is healing at home or in your clinic is to have it homey. Yeah. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're doing that. And I hope more people will follow in your footsteps. A lot of holistic veterinarians are just like me. They're they're sick of working for a regular vet. They're taking some courses on the side and to get a business going, the cheapest way to do it is to start a house call, just do house calls. It's a great education. Mm -hmm. Just do house calls. What's so special about mushrooms? Well, they activate your immune system. So there's COVID. Okay, you can take vitamin D, vitamin C, quercetin, zinc, all those things, omega-3. But you got to take mushrooms because they're also antiviral. Mm -hmm. Mushroom medicinal mushrooms are antiviral. 
they stop cancer cells from communicating with each other. That's a really weird thing, but they do communicate. Amazing. It stops cancer from growing. That's what this uh, angiogenesis stops the blood flow to the cancer. So it dies. So that's what this means. Ap- apoptosis means the cancer cell regresses. It stops um, metastasis spread to the body and then regulates the cells. So you produce normal liver cells instead of producing abnormal liver cells. So they do a lot. I mean, medicinal mushrooms should be in every veterinarian's part of their treatment. I mean, they do so many things. It is truly amazing. Although I don't think they're in most, (laughs) most veterinarians toolbox at all. Yeah. Well, you know, most of the vets that I knew in the beginning uh, that um, got me kind of like interested in acupuncture or some of this horrible stuff. They were old guys. Most of them were old horse vets. Okay. And they all had some nasty experience with conventional medicine. They had either a heart problem or cancer and that didn't help them. Conventional medicine did not help them. And they went to a healer. They went to an acupuncturist. They went to a Chinese medicine guy and they got healed. And then that flipped their whole way of looking at animals. And then you start studying that stuff. I mean, we went to like Switzerland and France to learn some of the acupuncture because it wasn't being taught here. And then we created two organizations for for veterinarians to learn acupuncture, the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society and the American Veterinary Acupuncture Society. So veterinarians can go and do these courses and learn acupuncture, or they can go and learn botanical medicine. So that wasn't available then, but it is now. And I think there'll be more and more uh, veterinarians in, in, in the field because it works, you know, that's why. <laughs> Do you find people coming to you? I mean, obviously for all different reasons, but is it that they've tried other things and it didn't work or, or is this now being looked at more as a first choice? Uh, most people on my island know that they come to me. Um, I'm going to make them cook or give food. And so well, you have to be ready to do that, right? <laughs> they don't want to come here. And most of it here, because it's hot and damp, I see skin problems and old dogs that can't walk. So people come here and I do acupuncture and uh, old dogs that can't walk. And then old dogs that are not getting proper care. They're getting drugs. The heart problems not getting any better. The kidney problems not getting any better. And you know, and so they want a second opinion. So a lot of my clients come for a second opinion. Now, the people are like vegans and vegetarians and, you know, they do yoga and they meditate and all that kind of stuff. They'll come to me first. I would have if I had found you. I actually found you through my mother's neighbor. She had a dog that I think was on all sorts of pills and skin conditions and allergies and she was a mess. And, uh, I don't know what you gave that dog with the different foods, but she was completely cured. And it was, she just was, you know, she couldn't believe it. I wanted to talk about GI health because, you know, really, if your gut, if your microbiome, if 80% of your immune system, is not functioning well, well, you're not going to be a very healthy person. That's why they say you become what you eat. So if you eat junk food, your body's become junky. Really, I mean, so 
you know, you become what you eat and so do your dog. So you have to have a balanced microbiome and that gets killed with antibiotics. So if your dog's been on antibiotics, you better restore the probiotics with probiotics mm-hmm. or talk to someone who knows about it because there's so many different kinds of probiotics for different reasons. And so you want to eat food that helps feed the beneficial bacteria. So that's going to be your prebiotic starches. You know, grains are not bad. You know, what's bad about grains is glyphosate, pesticides. You buy organic oatmeal, organic brown rice, organic pearl barley. Those are prebiotic foods that feed your beneficial bacteria. Then the beneficial bacteria break those starches down and feed the intestinal cells. The intestinal cells need food too. They don't just like take your chocolate. Uh, no, your intestinal cells need short chain fatty acids, which are the chemicals that are broken down after you eat oats. You know, if you want to lose weight, eat oatmeal, but it's got to be whole grain, organic, not, you know, Quaker flakes. You know, <laughs> it's not the same thing. And why do you lose weight? Because your bacteria are feeding off of the carbs and you're not sucking up carbs. You're breaking down fiber and feeding your intestinal tract. So nutrition, management, balance, uh, flora, and then you're going to have optimal health. And that's really kind of like the thing. So what foods support healing? Well, uh, you have to know what are good for your dog and you need someone that can help you. And my book is good. There's another book that you can buy for yourself by uh, Healing with Whole Foods. Is that specific to uh, pets or it's humans? No, humans. Asian traditions and modern nutrition. What is is your book? My book is similar, actually. Fresh Food and Ancient Wisdom, Preparing Healthy and Balanced Meals for Your Dog. Now, I have another one for cats, which is an e-book. But if you're into food... You know, that book I just mentioned, Whole Foods, I I have it in my book, but, you know, if you're going to cook for your dog or make healthy meals, you might as well start on yourself, you know, really. And then you can understand, you know, in more, you know, less Chinese lingo, uh, which I understand, but a lot of people get turned off by all these terms. But his book is really good. And the author is Paul Pitchford, Paul Pitchford. Okay. And so that'll tell you all about what you need to know about your own body. So specific foods go with specific individuals. So like some people, you can't eat Mexican food. Well, that's okay. Your body's DNA is not made from Mexican food. Or you can't eat raw fish. Or you you can't do alcohol because you don't have the enzyme, you know. So you have to feed the breed, the specific needs of the breed. So you have to know your breed. So if you have like a wolf dog... Well, they're going to need to eat more meat than, say, a chihuahua, which mostly eats vegetables. You can make a vegan out of a chihuahua. Uh, You want to eat food that supports the organ that you have problems with. And you can't find that. You you can get like kidney diet from your vet, but what's in there? Look at the ingredients. There's nothing healing in there. It's just low protein. You want to buy blood? Yeah. You know, you have to go to someone who says, oh, your dog's tongue is looking pale. Maybe your dog is anemic. Let's check and do a blood test and see if it's anemia or your dog's tongue is pale because your heart is not, your dog's heart's not pumping right. You know, energy's weak. You know, so there's food for everything that's got your problem, you know, 
whether you got a problem or you're afraid of getting that problem. That's the, the beauty of food is like, you want to learn something useful besides cooking real good and cooking balanced meals. Get, you ever go to a Japanese restaurant and you see, oh, look at all this food, you know? Uh, how come they give like nine different uh, everythings, you know? Well, they give nine different everythings because you have a balance of all flavors. You learn how to make food with different flavors and different flavors tell you what's good for like bitter flavors are good for heart blood flow circulation sour foods are good for your liver so when you get to uh, a meal that's or even chinese food a good meal will have like five to seven uh or nine different dishes doesn't mean you eat all that it means like if you have a liver problem well, i think i'm going to eat more kimchi you know or something more sour you know so it's really a great thing to learn about food on a deeper level than just, you know, satisfying my appetite. I have a craving for chocolate. I'm just going to eat chocolate. <laughs> you know? It is so amazing what you can do. I mean, the food definitely is thy medicine. And uh, I hope this is helpful for people uh, to see. I that. hope so, because um, on a lot of levels, you know, um, just to calm down your crazy life, you know, we're all busy. We're not as busy as LA, but we're busy in other ways with various things here. We all have busy lives and it's good to take some time and make some food that's full of love for your family or for yourself and then for your dog. And the great thing is you can eat it too. That's one of the things about my dog food uh, recipe book is you can eat it food too. I mean, I have proved proven this my i used to have roommates these guys they didn't never cook they ate out you know at mcdonald's all the time and they were my roommates for a while and i'm making dog food and they're eating my dog's food and i was i had to tell them don't eat my dog's food <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what a lot of people would say i your dog eats better than me and it's it's kind of true i, I actually made a stir fry the other night and it took me so long to chop up everything. I mean, I think the whole process took me a whole hour and a half to make the food just because the chopping and I'm the slowest chopper. <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole other thing. Um, actually working in the kitchen in a Buddhist uh, monastery for uh, two weeks, I took a workshop, meditation and stuff. And at night uh, I wanted to do something extra. So, oh, we need help in the kitchen. So, you know, you chop vegetables with a conscious thing, you know, meditation, you know, like that. Or you can get a Cuisinart, you know, and throw them all in there, <laughs> which true. is the other way of doing it. You know, if you have time to meditate on the food, you can chop it, you know, like Japanese cooks and they, you, they're really fussy. You know, if you chop it the wrong mm -hmm. angle, you know, it's, you get yelled at. Oh, so, forget it. I'd be like, they'd kick me out. <laughs> be no, no, I'm, I'm like that too. I just chop it. You know, I'm, I'm, unless I'm, you know, I'm making some special meal for somebody, uh, but Cuisinart works really good. Blender, the Cuisinart, the Instapot, the Crockpot. Those are other ways of making your own food. Mm -hmm. So um, the problem with dry food is, and any kind of food, mostly, unless they can tell you they measured the heavy metals and can tell you how many heavy metals are in that bag of dog food, which they'll never do because I've, I've been harping at them for years, at least 20 years. They won't tell you how many heavy metals or how much pesticides are. And they don't have to recall them. It's only when dogs start dying, then they start recalling. That's horrific. And for cat people, the worst food you can feed a cat is like, 
in vet school, we were taught, oh yeah, just leave the dry food out all day long and the cat will just eat as much as they need. No, they become fat. They get diabetes. They get cancer. They get kidney failure. No, that's, yeah, it's convenient. Just leave it out all day. That's not good. Now, are cats supposed to have a, a fresh food as well? Yeah, fresh food. So my cats had like, Sometimes I'll cook meat, meats. I don't trust totally raw meat. So I'll like make it medium rare. So it's bloody in the middle. So, mm-hmm. so if you're economically uh, kind of disadvantaged, you're going to buy meat. It's best to buy big ch- uh, chunks. Mm-hmm. You know, you can buy it at your favorite box store or whatever, but then you can just cut pieces off of that. And I just put it in a frying pan for like five minutes and then it's basically raw, but it's cooked on the outside where the germs would be, you know, and chop it up in little pieces and put some sprouts in there and put some uh, yams um, in there and uh, mix it all up. So cats get a different formula. They get more meat than a dog would because they're a carnivore, but they do need fiber and they need antioxidants. And my cats will go out and eat uh, grass and various weeds. If I don't put enough greens in there, I see that they'll start doing that on their own. So yeah, they're carnivores, but they're also craving greens and various starches. So I talk about antioxidants besides medicinal mushrooms. If you're aging, you got to take antioxidants, slow down the aging process, protect and reverse DNA damage. So like I said, cancer doesn't just start, you know, two weeks ago. It's a process that continues over time, sometimes six months, sometimes two years, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're taking drugs, you got to take a flea and tick problem, uh, product, whatever. Then, okay. You, you don't want to stop then at least look for the healthier one, the one with less side effects. You can look it up Is on there. Is there such a thing? A healthier flea and tick? Uh... With less side effects? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can use cedar oil. Uh, you can use rosemary cedar oil. Oh, more it. natural. Yeah. I thought you were yeah, talking that about kind of natural. Thing. But some people have to. So take an antioxidant, milk thistle, you know, dandelion, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, if you are having problems and you need to heal, uh, antioxidants will speed up the healing process, whatever it is. And these are usually the high antioxidant vegetables that you want to put one or two in with every meal. And then the meal is going to look like that picture. So um, some of the um, so supplements for older dogs, like if you have a dog that is purebred and you know that they have cancer as a, one of their issues as they grow older, you can put them on a combination of various uh, antioxidants. And these are some of the ones. I mean, there's a lot of antioxidants that are anti-cancer. So this is kind of like medicinal mushrooms and then anti-cancer antioxidants, which can be pills or can be vegetables. But that's kind of the secret of longevity. We're talking about longevity is antioxidants. You need something like you change your oil. You know, what's going to change your oil? What's going to filter out your blood? Well, you're not going to get an oil change, but you can take antioxidants. You can take medicinal mushrooms. And then the noni, did you find that while you were there in Hawaii? I have two noni trees here. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I use it topically for pain. Uh, Noni works like ibuprofen if you take it internally. If you make an alcohol extract, you extract it um, with rubbing alcohol and maybe some other herbs like turmeric and maybe throw in some CBD, some hemp, and then you can make a liniment for pain and to put on. Or if you've got a cancer of some sort, 
uh, and it's superficial. You can make an oil-based, take coconut oil, take your noni, cook it slow with turmeric and maybe uh, CBD and maybe some other things. And you can make something to put on the cancer if it's a skin cancer. My wife, <laughs> my wife, when she was younger, she spent too much time in the sun. Now she's had skin cancer issues, but I made this stuff for it. I just put it on a pre-cancerous growth and it goes away, you know. Amazing. Well, I'm going to remember that. So for listeners out there who might have, not, have never heard of Noni, uh, it's a fruit in Hawaii. Is that right? Yeah. It looks like a, a tumor. That's the weird thing. You know, they say that <laughs> sometimes a plant tells you what, what it's good for. So it has this tumor looking thing about the size of a peach. I would say it's not the tastiest either. <laughs> well, I recommend capsules. Then you don't taste it. I have capsules and I have the the, the juice that you get in the jar that I was. Yeah, the, the juice is I was for heavyweights. If you mix the juice with pineapple juice, you it cuts the bad taste. Mm -hmm. You mix okay. those two together, pineapple juice, noni juice, and it tastes wonderful. Good to know. I love that you have two trees on your property. That's amazing. Yeah, we have a lot of medicinal trees on our property. And see, we talked about detox, you know, that's a whole other topic. Liver, you know, got to have the liver be important. And if you are giving all those chemicals, um, pain meds, pesticides for fleas and ticks, you, you're going to do something for the liver. So this is kind of like a whole other thing. But of course, there's so much, obviously, that we could talk about, but I hope there was some great takeaways. Um, we could reiterate uh, a few tips to take with us. But, you know, quickly, so... What made you get into veterinary care in, in in the first place? But before you even went the holistic route, you did. Um, what got me into veterinary? Yeah, like what's your what's what made you choose to care? What what your love of animals or how did that work for you? I think just being around people that are getting healed by so-called healers that seem to be a weird at first, but then I went to them just like these old. Uh, horse vets that, and I had back problems. I had overweight because I was just you know, eating junk food. I think that's what will get a veterinarian to believe in this stuff is by having tr been treated with the stuff, change your diet, take some herbs, get acupuncture, get shiatsu massage, get you know, deep tissue massage. And you see, wow, that really worked for my back problem. You know, I don't need to take ibuprofen when I can get a deep tissue massage and it's more fun. <laughs> so to wrap up, I thank you for all your information. I know we probably gave you more than enough tips of things to do, but if, if you were to pick like three very crucial things that you could start with your pet now, obviously food, obviously that's one, no dry, food, uh, no kibble. Fresh food, you know, uh, human uh, grade, you know, it's human grade because you could eat it too. Yep. Uh, stop the pesticide stuff. Give your dogs a bath. You can use herbal shampoos that are really good, not the chemical ones. Go to a health food store. You can, you can learn to make your own shampoo, which is what I do with my clients here. You can buy my shampoo that I made, or you can, here's the recipe. You can make your own. Some people like that. So stop the chemicals. I think if you have a dog that's eight years old, stop the vaccines. I mean, by then, if they're not if they're not protected by then, they'll never they never will be, and they could get an autoimmune disease by getting too many vaccines. Yeah, I definitely think. And then probably the last thing is to take time to uh, find a veterinarian um, that does holistic. So you can go to the um, American Holistic 
Veterinary uh, Society, A-H-V-M-A, A-H-V-M-A dot mm-hmm. org. And you can look up a veterinarian by city or by state and uh, interview them and see what they you know do and what they know. And also their personality, if you like their personality or not. That's so good to know and so helpful for people. So I am thrilled that you were able to talk to us. If you'd like that slide presentation, I think it's like 93 slides. It is has so much information yeah. that Dr. B has offered to uh, send it to the first 10 people that sign up for the Greenwood Tiffany newsletter, and we can get that out to you. Uh, so that's at greenwoodtiffany.com. And if you'd like to see Dr. Basco or learn more about him or go to his website, it's, is it drb.com or drbasco.com? It's uh, drbasco.com, D-R-B-A-S-K-O.com. Yeah, so go to drbasco.com and he's got lots of information on there all about it, more credentials than you, you, you won't believe how much studying he's done in all the different areas of, of pet health and, and wellness and lots of information as far as writings and blogs. And and then you can yeah. check out his Pets in Paradise, his yeah, radio I show should. that's every Saturday. So tell yeah, everybody about that. Yeah, it's on tomorrow. Um, I think California time is noon to one. Uh, it's nine to 10 here. And you just go online. It's kkcr.org, kkcr.org. It's a non-commercial radio station. And um, yeah, I I forget what I'm going to talk about tomorrow, but um, I'm sure it'll be informative. Well, so wonderful. Thank you for all that you do and for helping all the fur babies out there. We need you. We need more like you and all your expertise. And I'm I'm so happy that you're out there sharing all your information with uh, everybody and how we're moving into this new place where it's becoming a little bit more common and not so like, oh, what yeah. you feed your dog human food right, right. or, you know. Yeah, right. I know. That's so great. So I will put uh, a lot of information in the notes. So I'll give the website. I'll give some of these other websites and books that uh, Dr. B suggested. And take care of your fur babies. They're the best in the world. And, yeah. and they, they can be helped as they get older. And they can have a longer life than what we think their life expectancy is. So, yeah, my favorite is working with pets, not people. <laughs> but yes. I work with people with pets, and they're better than people without pets. That's so, so true. Anyhow, how many how many pets do you have now? Four. Okay, four That's pets. Enough. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. For thank listening. you so much for your time. Okay. And, uh, thanks for listening to Green with Tiffany. Aloha. Aloha. Well, I hope you will share this. I think this is such important information, and I am. So thrilled uh, that Dr. B was able to spend so much time with us. And if you would like that slideshow uh, again, greenwithtiffany.com, sign up for the newsletter. We'll get that out to you. And know that Dr. B also does phone consultations. He's in Hawaii and he can set up a Zoom type of call with you. And then you can you know, send in the information beforehand of what your ailment is that you'd like to see him for pictures of your and or video of your dog's tongue uh, and nose. And he is amazingly helpful. So we're so happy that we have him. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on Green with Tiffany. Thanks for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.